five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh. The WDMA. We're talking about acronyms today. Stay with us. And here we go. We're going to go right over to Tom Fishburn. Um, brand naming. We need a new name for our agency that shows how creative we are. What letters can we use that haven't already been taken? <laughs> you know, and I do see a lot of creative names for agencies. I, I'm always amazed, you know, um, just, you know, what people will put together. There's one, there's one like one called Trumpeting Frog or something like that. And I wrote back and forth to the founder for a while. And they win a lot of awards, too. I wish I could remember the rest of it. I know Frog is in it. So you're either going to pick something crazy like that, that just, I mean, like, it's kind of like naming a rock band, you know. I mean, BBDO or something like that sounds like uh, there, there's, uh, there's a bunch of rock bands that have letters. Um, but a lot of them are just completely nuts, you know. Space potatoes or something. Anyway, so, yeah, there's no, I mean, mankind since Adam uh, named the animals it has been naming things, and that's part of being co-creators. Um, and ad agencies are stuck because they add a partner, and then they add a partner, and then they acquire a company, and that gives them more partners. And then people quit because they used to have more input, and now there's too many partners. And so it's an ongoing thing. I, I'm not sure this was... This cartoon was partly inspired by reading someone described as the MD of EMEA at VMLYNR, part of WPP. Um, and I wondered if maybe EMEA meant essential marketing emerging acronyms. <laughs> and you think that might be a stretch, but just wait. Okay, wait till the next article, right? Okay, well, we don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, but some of these were really good that he brought from last time. This one I especially liked from Brand Camp, and it starts up here. Hold a brainstorm. We need a new emotional name like Cosmic, huh? Ideate. There's another idea made into verb. Till you drop. Something functional like Crunchios. I like Crunchios. Trademark search. Rats, it's taken. Cosmic is taken. Back to the drawing board. Oops, we're going the wrong way. Sort through the ideas. Rubbish. Trite. Good. Anyway. Lobby for yours. Cosmic is higher order. Crunchios has appetite appeal. Okay. Or Cosmic. Find a compromise. How about Cosmic Crunchios? Fine, I give up. Trademark search, rats, it's taken. <laughs> and that's the way it goes. And I really like this one best. Okay, so now I want to go on, in that spirit. I hope you're having a good Monday today. It's going to be a good day. Um, Ryan Wallman, creative director, head of copy at Wellmark PTY Limited. I don't know what PTY is. Maybe that's some kind of thing like corporate or something. I don't know what that means, PTY. That's another acronym. I'll have to ask Ryan. Ryan, if you're there, chime in. Although I think it's like 2 in the morning right now. Uh, we talked last week at about 4 p.m. and then it was 9 a.m. So 
we take away eight hours from 9 a.m., we'd be at 1 a.m., something like that. Okay, that's a pretty good guess. Um, if there's one thing I'm sure we can all agree on, it's that there's a worrying dearth of impressive-sounding acronyms in our industry. I wouldn't say there's a shortage. I would say that most of us don't know what they are. So this is my attempt, says Ryan, to add to marketers' acronym arsenals, otherwise known as the arsonym. You got me there, Ryan. I actually went and looked it up. <laughs> there is no definition for arsenim. Uh So I think that what it is is acronyms that don't make any sense. Uh, I think that would be Ryan has coined a new buzzword, arsonim, for your competitor's gobbledygook. And that's so, you know, I hope he weighs in on this. Okay, so this is essential marketing acronyms. And that's where I got on the previous on the previous article, I got essential marketing emerging acronyms for the new ones. You know, that, that's what M-E-M-E-A is. But let's go on. Chief Jargon Officer. And this is the person that creates the E-M-E-A's from, Ritz, or from Fishburne. Now I mentioned Ritson again. Okay, I'll have to put him a tap to tag him. I don't think he ever comments anyway. Um, person who takes wide responsibility for the optimal implementation of linguistic overcomplexificationism. Yes, I rehearsed that. I don't rehearse many times, but I rehearsed overcomplexificationism. You have to you have to focus on the complex because it complicationism doesn't work. Overcomplexificationism and it works. You got to put your eyes right there. I learned that. Now this is even better. Core competency is cross-sectorial sectoral alignment of value-adding communicative impenetrables. You know, and, and I get these messages from, from agencies and from lead generators, uh, like every day on LinkedIn, that, that, that they have this core competency of selectoral alignment of value-adding communicative impenetrables. Okay, now here's the big data baffler. That's something that I run across in the data sector. Baffle you with big data, not actual big data, just the phrase big data. <laughs> Absolutamente bien. Most BDBs have never studied statistics of any kind. Now, that's not necessarily a hindrance. You know, I did spend about an hour with one of the one of the department heads at UCLA, and he said the way we teach statistics in college sucks every ounce of creativity out of it it's not it's a it's as much art as science i would say because you're you're essentially saying you know we don't have to look at them all to know what they all are i caught you you statisticians okay return on gobbledygook this is your your roi when you when you calculate the profitability of uh <laughs> this is you ca calculate the profitability by the frequency of certain words in marketing communications. That would be a funny one to actually try and create, you know, because you could identify certain marketing words and see how it correlates with profitability. But as we found up above, that would only affect the p-value if you had big enough data as it happens. The bigger the, p the, bigger the data, the smaller the p-values which means you correlate everything to everything eventually if you get enough data. But 
it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean there's causal force. It just means there's correlation. Okay, don't, I don't mean to get too so technical for you who have never studied statistics or worked with them. Okay, this one, I didn't know what ATL and BTL is, but our ATL and BTL activities didn't work. We need to blame this on someone DTL, which is down the line. Okay, and uh, the <laughs> business to self is when you just talk about your own company, characterized by phrases such as we believe, that's why we, our philosophy here at, and anything refers to journey. B2S is sometimes abbreviated as just BS. I like that one. I especially like this one, call to inaction. Uh, although I was a little nervous about QR codes because we have found, and Ryan is, you know, an agency, is an agency guy, so he may not have tested QR codes. And this is from a couple of years back. But um, find, out more, find out more about John's story online and the phrase, join to the conversation, join the conversation, or, you know, in speeches. Are there any more questions? Does anyone have a question? No one ever answers that. No one ever raises their hand. Newly fabricated institute. This one's something we definitely need to create. Confer gravitas. I love that word. On what would other, otherwise be an obvious rehashing of marketing of a, a marketing concept that's been around for decades, if not more. Uh, the the NFI phenomenon was characteristic of new wave marketers, which make a good name for an institute. Ridiculous title creator that takes titles like designer and turns them into pixel ninja. I've seen a lot of those, too, come by on, on LinkedIn. Uh, noun to verb is the last one. Uh, we're especially partial to impacting, ideating, and gamifying. And as we just saw in a Fishburne cartoon, this is rampant in the marketing world. So let's get to the real news. Why you should send Black Friday direct mail from Preston Carroll. I wanted to do this one on Friday. Now I'm doing it on Monday. Um, but holiday sales in November and December have accounted for approximately 19%. You can click the, you can click the links. If you go over to WDMA.org after the show and subscribe, which is free, you can get access to all the marked up articles and the links. So you can click up here uh, if you put it in your PDF and you can... See, like up here, it'll click that and it'll say, you want to go over there? I don't, but you could if you wanted to. And also this one, you can get you can get backup statistics. You might have to take off the highlighter, but, you know, there's the, st there's the statistic things. Okay, so they expect that to even increase in 2022. Many direct-to-consumer e-commerce and retail marketers will go bigger, more ma mail more, that would be great, in November, although watch out for the election. Right, because it's part of the mix, but maybe you can, uh, maybe you can get that, maybe you can get in after the election. Okay, we have an election article tomorrow from Ray Schultz. I, you can all look forward to that one. Um, and so, one, it's a great time to test, especially if you're doing, you know, significant quantities. You know, I get I get calls from people who want to test, you know, and mail 200 or something. Well, that that isn't going to be a valid test. That's going to be a try. Try it. You might get an order or two, and if you do, then you're, then it's probably worth trying again. Um, but uh, 155 million Americans made purchases on a black on Black Friday. I actually bought a big screen TV. Um, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year on Black Friday on the very day. Um, it, I can't remember ever buying a TV or buying on Black Friday, but you know now I'm in the 155 million. So it's a great time 
to test your direct mail strategy with a new audience because people are open to they're looking for stuff they're looking for they're they're looking for bargains or new products or Christmas gifts on that in that time window so it's a good time to try customer acquisition in spite of the fact that there's so many out there right at that point but you know one of the proverbs in marketing is 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 uh, shoot when the ducks are flying and the ducks are flying on that day or thereabouts testing unique messaging could provide valuable insights on what your key response drivers are which can influence future t tactics yeah well testing if you do it well should always provide valuable insights but if you haven't been testing that's maybe a good day to try it loyal customers you know you can reward your loyal customers like Christmas special one of the great parts about direct mail uh, is that it's easy to weed out your your customers uh, from your non customers it's also easy to weed out your good customers from your bad customers if you can if you can tell who's ordered more than once spread the holiday cheer around with a special offer for your customers excellent advice okay there's more here but campaign performance will help re your retargeting efforts moving forward of course uh, if you create more traffic you can then retarget if they visit your website browse a landing page download content abandon a shopping cart and so on uh, although one of the things I if you're mailing to customers to drive traffic if they spend more than like 20 minutes on your website you may not have to retarget them it may not actually provide incremental lift because they are loyal they know what you sell they're looking for what they're looking for you may be out or whatever but um, and also if the, if someone spends very very little time it's not worth it's not worth retargeting so there's you know and I suggest I, I got that tidbit from Brian DeLate which you you saw in my interview with Brian uh, and so I recommend running it by him if you are considering retargeting they do an excellent job he's who taught me about it uh, also keep in mind direct mail efforts should not come to a halt once Black Friday is over okay makes makes sense you want to you want to keep mailing your customers even if you know uh, even in hard goods where you say well they only buy that stuff once every 10 years or something but you could pass along uh, if someone knows they're going to be getting another piece of mail another offer another catalog especially and someone wants information they'll hand them the, they'll hand him your catalog if you mail rarely once a year or something they're gonna they're gonna keep an eye on it they're not gonna give it away something to consider just in time for forecasting yeah you can you can you know you can compare year over year Black Friday direct mail performance and and it gives you a, an insight into into planning for 2023 and I think it really does nothing like some consistency in your marketing you know but adjust for adjust for um, you know what we used to do is when we compared lists we would we would adjust for how the mailing did compared to other mailings and then adjust the performance uh, index to 100 so uh, if a, a mailing was especially good we would we would actually lower the relative list performance compared to previous mailings so that we could compare that list through time and see if it did if it was that list or if it was just that we you know we had a great cover or we had a great timing or the economy improved or something like that so if you're going to compare through time you have to keep some consistency or you have to adjust and it's a tricky little business hey direct mail can drive engagement absolutely right the mail stays in the home 
76% of holiday consumers are seeking out deals via three or more channels. Okay, so just adding mail to your existing marketing mix. If you're mainly digital, give me a call. I'll talk to you know, I'll talk to you for 15 minutes. We'll talk about who you might want to want to talk with, what you might be doing, whether it makes any sense. You know, I once got a call from Blockbuster back in their heyday, and they said, we want to do a catalog. And so I asked them six questions, six numbers. I said, that's good. It won't work. <laughs> they should have listened to me, you know. I They flew up to try to convince me that, that it would work. <laughs> they flew another guy up to see if we could actually handle 27 million households and all their rental history. Yes, we could. They decided we could. And uh, I sent him to someone else, and... And a year or two later, I had a lunch with Carrie Valentine at, at Blockbuster. And he said, we should have listened. <clears throat> it, it cost us $5 million. Yeah, you probably should have. Anyway, so uh, you might want to just add mail. But like I said, give me a call and see if it makes any sense. Okay. <clears throat> I have not. I don't know if I've ever engaged with Preston, so I'm going to send him reach out and thank you for this article it's got a lot of good tips <clears throat> as usual from sequel response up in minneapolis have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart bye bye